Good morning, High Desert Word Center. How is everybody on this beautiful Sunday morning? Amen. Who's glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Yeah. Amen. Well, hey, we have got a very full full service today. Uh, we've got a lot we're doing. We're going to be praying for all of the, the students and teachers here in just a little bit uh, because it's back to school week. Who's excited, parents? <laughs> Kids, who's excited? <laughs> all right, it's okay. Hey, you know what? We were all there at one point. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and stand up together. We are going to open up by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America, and we're going to keep saying this and walking by faith, and we're going to see great things happen in this nation. Amen. Let's go ahead and speak these words of faith together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade India and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise today. Yes. All right. So uh, the kids are going to be in here for just a little bit until we pray for them, and then they'll be dismissed to their classes, just so you parents know that. But right now, we're going to do what we always do and do a little meet and greet time. So go find somebody, give them a high five, handshake, fist bump, of course, a lot of hugs. Make sure everybody gets the love today. Amen. Let's go. Sing of his sweet salvation Morning to night and day to day Lift up your voice and thank him our God provides our every need. Worship the God of mercy, who gave his life to set us free. Our God is greatly to be praised. Nothing in all the earth compares to him, the God of glory and of grace. Our God is great. Jesus Christ who rules and reigns. Our God is 
Uh, it'll clear out a little bit when the kids go to their class, but we're quite full at the moment. So, all right. Hey, we're going to get into some announcements here. Uh, we got some cool stuff going on even today. But one thing I wanted to do is we have a young man in our congregation that just completed Police Academy. Uh, amen. And so I'm so excited. All the way in the back, Jordan, can you stand up real quick? This is Jordan, everybody, yeah. We are so proud. He was in a youth group a hundred years ago when I was the youth pastor, and, uh, and he was in Fort Leonardwood, Missouri for the past three months. He is now a police officer on the Marine base. So, yeah, amen. If you go over there, make sure you're behaving yourself because he doesn't, he doesn't mess around. That's what I heard. So anyway, amen. You can be seated. Thank you, Jordan. We're proud of you, brother. Glad that uh, you are doing what the Lord called you to do. All right. So today is Children's Church Promotion Sunday, and uh, we're really happy about that. That means that the kids, if, if they have, uh, if they're going up to a new class uh, in Children's Church, a new grade level, uh, then they'll be promoting to that. And we've got a little certificate for them. And we're also going to be praying to, this morning for all of the students from preschool through college, okay, and uh, also for all of the teachers and school employees, we want to pray over you for the new school year. So here in just a little bit, we're going to call you up and we're going to do all that. Um, also today, after the service, we do have a Harvest Fest fundraiser. We're selling root beer floats for $2 a piece, and I think it's a great day for a root beer float. Who agrees with me? Amen. Amen. All right. I feel that. I feel that. And so Harvest Fest is coming up in October. It is our biggest event of the entire year. And so we are uh, starting to get the funding together for that right now. And the planning is going on. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, all these little fundraisers we're doing, all of the, the money goes towards Harvest Fest in October. And we want to take advantage of that. All right. So uh, now what we've got is who was with us at the pool party Friday night? Yeah. That was awesome. We had a pool party, and our media team put together a, a quick one-minute video, a little recap of the pool party. So go ahead, Maylee, and let's watch the pool party for just a minute here. time. I was told I couldn't get into the pool until little Daisy pushed me in because that was her dream. And so uh, Daisy got to push me into the pool. Coincidentally, she thinks that I, I, I won't go into that, but she calls me Jesus. And I'm like, I'm not Jesus. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm pastor, but she keeps calling me Jesus, and I don't know. Anyway. So we love her. We love all the kids, man. Don't, aren't you glad to go to a church that is just jam-packed full of little kids, amen, uh, being raised in the way of the Lord? We love them so much. Well, speaking of that, uh, well, actually, what we want to do real quick is, if you are with us today for the first time or the first time in a long time, we want to welcome you to High Desert Word Center. And if you've been looking for a church home, what do we say? We say, welcome home today. We love you and we want you to be here. Uh, If you could raise your hand real quick, our welcome team has a welcome packet for you. And uh, if you fill out that information card... uh a gift certificate, well, a gift card for you in there to Dutch Brothers if you like coffee, and if you don't, just give it to me, and I'll before it'd be great. So, anyway, but we welcome you here today. Let's hear it for anybody that's with us for the first time. Amen. All right. So, uh, right now, I need uh, the families that are going to be uh, having the baby dedication to come forward. We're going to be dedicating two babies to the Lord today. Amen. And we're excited about this. The, these are Lena's grandchildren. Yeah, we'll come right over here in the middle, guys. And if you've got any family with you, they can come up with you. And this is one of our favorite uh, occasions. One of our favorite things to do is baby dedications. Uh, because, hey, this, is, this lets us know that we've got good Christian children being raised for the Lord. And this is just one of the, again, one of the happiest, most joyous occasions that we can celebrate. All right. And so, oh, man, look at these little guys. Aren't they adorable? Look at this. Oh, man. So, <laughs> and the babies, too. They're cute. So, amen. <laughs> all right. No, we've got Ace and Lorenzo here, and they are cousins. And uh, and so, uh, what a what a what a super cool moment that this is. But I want to say a few things before we lay hands on the babies and dedicate them to the Lord. Uh, we're here today to celebrate again one of the happiest occasions that any church family can celebrate, and that's dedicating these two little ones to the Lord today. And 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 the parents. It's a dedication of the parents too, uh, saying that we are committing to raise our children in the ways of God and to serve the Lord ourselves because it doesn't do any good to just pray a prayer over a baby if we aren't going to live it ourselves. And so this is huge for uh, the children, but also for the parents. And and I always like to remind us during these moments that this isn't just some tradition or just some ceremony that we do. It's a serious moment in the life of the parents and the children. And whether we realize it yet or not, God has really big plans for these little guys. And, and, and we don't know exactly what those plans are yet, but the Lord already knows. And we do know this much, that they are good plans that he has for their lives. And I'm going to share a verse out of the book of Jeremiah this morning uh, that, that the Lord uh, spoke to Jeremiah the prophet in Jeremiah 1.5. He said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were even born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. And so notice that the Lord said, before you were even born, I had a plan for your life 
and I knew you. And so God knows all of us before we're even born. He has a plan for every human life before that person is even born. And that I always say this at every baby dedication. That's one reason out of many that we believe it is so important to protect the sanctity of life. Amen. And that every baby deserves a chance to be born no matter what. We are unashamedly pro-life uh, at this church. And we believe every baby uh, has a plan and a purpose for their life before they were ever even born. And so... We understand that as we dedicate these babies today, that this is not their salvation moment. Uh, when they get older, they'll have the opportunity to choose for themselves whom they will serve. Everybody has to make that decision for themselves. But we do know that as we're dedicating them, we are giving them the best possible setup and the best direction uh, to make the right choice when it comes to Jesus. And I believe when these guys, uh, you know, 16, 18, 20 years from now, we're going to be looking at two grown men. And uh, I believe they're going to be men of God that have chosen to serve the Lord and do things God's way. And uh, there's one more verse I'm going to share out of Proverbs 22, 6. It tells us that if we train up a child in the way he should go, when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so we have that promise from God's word. That's a promise that if we train them up in the ways of God, when they're old, they are not going to depart from it. They will stick with the Lord and be good, godly men that will make an impact in this world. And that's exactly what we're going for. Amen. And so... Um, I'm going to, in a second, we're going to pray over them, but I want to lead the parents in a vow of dedication today. And so moms and dads right here, I'm going to ask you to repeat these words after me. And when it comes to the point for your, for your boy's name, you say his name out loud. Okay. And so go ahead and repeat this with me. Say father in Jesus name, we thank you for giving us the gift of, and say your child's name. We realize that we have great responsibility to show them the ways of God. So today, August 6th, 2023, we are dedicating his life to you. May he always follow you and never turn away in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And now, hey, that's all right. You can, you can, uh, you can cheer. And so we're going to have the past, uh, the pastors here. We're going to lay hands on these little fellas and bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Is this ace or? Okay. All right. <laughs> Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we lay hands on Ace right now, and we thank you for this little guy. And Lord, just like we read in the Word a minute ago, you have a plan for his life and a purpose. And I thank you, Lord, that as he's being dedicated to you today, he's going to serve you and follow you, and he's going to live a long, healthy, prosperous life and do everything that you've called him to do. He is blessed and dedicated to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you for your blessing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to lay hands on Lorenzo now. Amen. I know, he's an attentive little guy. 
Father, in Jesus' name, we lay hands on Lorenzo, and we thank you, Lord, that he was born for such a time as this. And, Lord, we we claim your blessing on his life in Jesus' name. We proclaim that he will live a long, healthy, prosperous life. He will do everything that you've called him to do. He will serve you all the days of his life. And we thank you, Lord, that he's going to be a godly man that others look up to and that he's, he's going to fulfill the total call and purpose that you have for him. He'll never turn away from you. We thank you for the blessing of God upon his life. In Jesus' mighty name, we say it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you, everybody. All right. Thank you. Do they, do they want to do a picture real quick? Can we take a picture with you guys? All right. Then we got some certificates for them. All right. All right, let's hear it one more time for the babies. Amen. Very good. How beautiful. Yeah, we'll give them a certificate. Yep. All right. So I'm going to have uh, Miss Summer Crank, our children's church director. I assume you're up there somewhere. Right? Wait. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, I think you're okay for now. All right. So, uh. Okay, and we need Leah Mata. Is Leah in the his house? Amen. All right, let's get Leah up here. Okay, so um, the, we got some promotions that we're doing. Uh, some of the kids are moving up uh, to the next class level. And so Summer is our new children's church director as of about a month and a half ago. Amen. And Leah uh, has been the children's director previous to that for a very long time. Like, I, I, 15 years. I'm not going to say how old you were. I just said it had been a while. It's been a minute. We all know that. It's not a secret. So anyway, uh, she, they're going to be, uh, I'll, I'll just turn it over to them. I'm not going to say what they're going to do. I'll turn it over to them. Is <laughs> it on now? Oh, there. Now I'm laughing. Okay, so we're just going to call the kids up by their names off the certificates. Once they're all up here, we're going to each lay hands on them and pray for them as they're starting their new journey in the new grade that they're going into. Um, Miss Leah has bravely and honorably poured into these kids for the last 13 to 15 years. And so that's why she's up here with me, because she gets to see the fruit of what her labor has done. Right. Um, we have two that are going into youth. Um, so she's watched them from the ground up to where they're going now. Um, so if she starts crying, you know, bear with us. <laughs> Okay, so the first one we've got Leilani. Is she here? She's not here. Okay, we'll do her later. Brody, are you here? So Brody is going into first grade, and he is going to be in Jam Junior. So here, can you take this? Come stand over here for me. Start a line right here. Can you do that? Thank you. You're a little biased with this one. Oh, I wonder why. Um, you know, Eli. So the, for any of you that are new, this is Leah's son. <laughs> She's allowed to be biased. <laughs> okay, so Eli is going into first grade also. So he will be in our jam junior class. Stand right here, please. Thank you. 
your bias with this one too. Oh, Mr. Samuel, <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> Okay, Jocelyn. And I'm a little biased with this one. She's my cousin. <laughs> Hi, princess. Okay, so all of these are in first grade. They will be in Jam Junior. Okay, so we've got Jonas. He's another one going into first grade. <laughs> He's really excited. Caden. Okay, we've got Carson. Okay, so these are all promoting to first grade. They're staying in Jam Junior, as Jam Junior is now kindergarten and first grade. So um, we're very excited, very proud of them. We have seen so many cool things with these kids. They have such a heart for God, even at this age, right? Um, you love God, that's right. Um, and for some of you that are new that may not understand, so we call, we have all the classes are Jam, right? And then we have Jam Littles, Jam Junior, Jam Senior, Jam Varsity. So Jam stands for Jesus and Me. So as they grow, it's the adventure that they're going on, the, the path that Jesus is taking on with them, that he's always with them. So that's why that's such an important uh, name for their class. So just in case you didn't know that. Jesus is their jam. <laughs> okay, we have Livy. Is she here today? Maybe? No, not today? Okay. Uh, Jenna. Camille. Camille, you gonna come up here with me? You want dad to come stand up here with you? He can. Okay, we'll give her a minute in case she wants to in a little bit. Okay. Serenity. James Jr. Yeah. 
His certificate says James Browning Sr. However, he's the junior. <laughs> Lily. Childers, Lily Childers, is she here? No? Blake Wright. Valor. He's not here either. Okay. <laughs> okay, so bear with her if she really starts crying, okay? <laughs> These two are going into youth. <laughs> We're not happy about that. We're not ready to see them leave. Yeah, we would like to keep them. Corinne. You want to stand up and cry too? I know she's going to, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> and for different reasons. <laughs> Miss Ellie. <laughs> See, she doesn't want to leave us either. <laughs> So we have some going into youth. We have some that are in our varsity class now, which is fourth and fifth. Some that are in our senior class, which is second and third. And then our jam junior class, which is going to be kindergarten and first. So we are going to Jose Cruz. Jose, where are you? Come here. Okay. Sorry about that, buddy. I know, but you're just going to hold it for my picture. He goes, this is not my name. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get that back at the end, okay? (laughs) Adelina, get up here. Hey, wow. Here, it's not your name either, sweetheart, but we'll get you one. (laughs) Okay, did we miss anybody else? I see a hand back there. What grade are you going into? Six. Oh, so you're going into youth. Come on up. Wow. Hi, buddy. Come stand up here. Wow. Dylan. All right. Oh, we got another hand over here. What grade are you going into? Fifth? All right, that's a jam varsity. Come on up. What grade? Six. You've got another youth here, Angeli. <laughs> Hi, buddy. What grade are you going into? Okay, we've got Giovanni for Jam Junior. Here, stand right here, buddy. Dylan, what grade are you going into? Fourth. All right, we've got another jam varsity, Mr. Dillon. Come stand right here, bud. 
Grayland, what grade are you going into? Third. Okay, we've got another jam senior. Man, they just keep multiplying. I love this. Okay, did we miss anybody else? Oh. Oh, you guys don't count. You're old. <laughs> okay, anybody else that we miss that's promoting out of the class? Oh, there we go. What class are you going into, baby? Fourth. Okay, we've got another jam varsity for... Here, stand right here, bud. Yep, and here students, go. okay. All right, very good. Isn't this awesome to see all these guys right here moving up? All right, praise God. So uh, what we're going to do now is we want any students, preschool level, all the way up through college students, we want to come lay hands on you and pray over you for the new school year. So let's get you up here. And we also, um, maybe we should do the teacher separate because this is going to be very full up here. So after the students, we will lay hands on the teachers and school employees. All right. So if you are a student from preschool, yeah, uh, preschool through college. Yeah, come on up. We want to pray over you. Amen. Yay, college. <laughs> wow, okay. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So after we pray over the students, we will pray over students and school employees, okay? So right after we pray for the students, we'll do teachers and any school employees. There we go. My goodness. All right. Praise God. <laughs> so we're going to... We're going to go down the line here and just lay hands on every single one of them. Amen. I'll lead the way and then you all can come up. Uh, come follow me. I, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't normally embarrass people. I mean, I probably do regularly. I'm sorry if, if I have. Christian. Christian, I'm real sorry. I love you. The Lord is waiting. Who else am I missing? If you are a youth group student, it's going to be real sad here in a minute. Okay. Athena, Alva, you, you can't. No, no eyes. Okay. Okay. Let's have some. Thank you, Christian. They're going down there. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, guys. Hey, congregation, let's stand up together this morning as a show of faith and support. And if you could, uh, just stretch your hands this way. We're going to have some of our uh, our children's leaders start down there. We'll start here. We're going to meet in the middle because there's just so many of them. And uh, we want to we wanna bless them in the name of Jesus for this school year. Amen. All right, let's go ahead. And pray. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for every single one of these students. And we thank you, Lord, that they have a call of God on their life. Lord, like we just read in that Bible verse in the baby dedication, Lord, you said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. You said, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And I thank you, Jesus, that every single one of these guys is fulfilling that call. We say in Jesus' name that this is going to be the absolute best school.
school year they have ever had. I thank you that these kids are excelling and, and, and Lord, they are just exceeding every single expectation in Jesus name. Lord, just like the, the Hebrew children in the book of Daniel, Lord, they were found to be more competent, more capable, more healthy than every single one of their peers. And so I thank you that the same is true for all of these students in the name of Jesus. They are excelling at everything they put their hand to. And we say in Jesus name that they are safe in the name of Jesus. There is no, no, no bad person or anybody with any ill intentions that can come anywhere near our schools. They are off limits in the name of Jesus. I thank you that our children are surrounded and protected by the angels of God in Jesus name. The angel of the Lord is a guard and he surrounds and defends all who fear him in the name of Jesus. And so I thank you that they are safe. They are protected. And this is going to be the absolute best school year that they have ever, ever had. And Lord, even our college students, Lord, they are excelling and absolutely exceeding every expectation in Jesus name. I thank you that they have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God is formed within them in Jesus mighty name and that they are absolutely uh, just breaking every single goal that they had in Jesus name that we speak wisdom knowledge and understanding into them in the mighty name of Jesus thank you Lord for victory in Jesus mighty name and success 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 and Lord help them to be the light of the world this year in Jesus name everywhere they go they are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden we thank you Jesus that they are showing your love and your light every single day this school year and it is going to absolutely be the best year that they have ever had yet in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you for it Lord in Jesus mighty name hallelujah can we say amen together church Amen. All right. How exciting. We absolutely love to see this. This gives us hope for the next generation. Amen. This gives us hope for our future, knowing that we've got all these young godly Christians going into this world. Amen. Well, what we're going to do now is we're going to somehow, uh, in an organized fashion, send them back to their seats really quick. I don't know how that's going to happen. Uh, if the Lord could part the Red Sea, he could do something here, I think. So let's go ahead and they can make their way back. And then we're going to have every teacher, every uh, school employee, bus driver, if you are working with children this school year, we're going to call you up and we want to pray over you. Preschool, daycare, school teacher, school employee, come on up. We want to get you up here today. All right, yes, wonderful. Look at this. Some awesome teachers and administrators up here. Some are nicer than others. Amen. Right. <laughs> Amen. Let's get them all up here. We got college teachers in this church. We got elementary teachers, preschool teachers. Are there any others? School employees, bus drivers. All right. 
Amen. Well, I'm just going to really, really quick, I'm just going to ask you uh, your name and what your position is in the education field, and then we're going to pray over you. Sonia Ray, and I teach customer service and entrepreneurship at Barstow Community College. Rosalinda Palakiko, HR Administrator at Barstow Community College. I'm Megan Fisher. I'm an Administrator at Excelsior. I'm Leah Nash Easterling. I'm a teacher for Jam Junior here at the church, and I'm also in the university right now. I'm Claire Garcia, and I teach at Concordia Christian Preschool, and I'm in the two-year-old class. Program Assistant at MCCS. Alexis Hockman, Program Assistant. Veronica Ellison, School Age Director at the MCCS. Elizabeth Shabbat, I'm a bus driver. Barstow College and then high school. Yeah, all right. Jose Cruz, buyer in the purchasing department for Barstow Unified. Yeah. Scott Wolner, Yermo, third grade. Yeah. Naomi at Silver Valley, I'm the receptionist. Okay. Sabrina, soccer coach, head coach. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All right, well, we're going to... Okay, yeah, that's all right. Well, we got them. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to pray over all of these uh, teachers and school employees here that this is going to be the absolute best year for them yet and that they are safe and protected in every single way. Amen. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we proclaim the blessing of the Lord on every single one of these teachers, school employees, Lord. And we thank you that they've chosen to work with children. And we know that that can be a difficult job sometimes, but we thank you for godly people that have stepped up to the plate to do this job and to be with the children and, and impart godly morals and wisdom any way that they can. And so we say that they are blessed in the name of Jesus. And this is going to be the best school year they've had yet. They are safe and protected every single day of this year, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus, that you're giving them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding on the best way to do their job and the best Best way to reach these children. I thank you that they rise to the top in every single situation in Jesus' mighty name. They rise to the top just like we said those children in the book of Daniel did. They always came out on top, Lord, and they were found to be more capable and competent than all of their peers. And so, Lord, I pray that you would also give them opportunities and open doors to, to show the love of Jesus and, and, and share the love of Jesus. And I thank you that they are a bright light in all of these students lives in Jesus name and that and that the light that shines within them is drawing people to you we thank you lord that you are so good your mercy endures forever and ever and you are using them in a great way this year bless them bless them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth we thank you for it in Jesus name amen hallelujah can we give all of them a great big hand this morning. We appreciate you guys. You are making a difference. Amen. Well, you can be, you may be seated and then we're going to be dismissing the children to, they have a party that they're going to next door. So I'll let Pastor Katie do that. Okay. If I could get our jam junior, who's leading that? Um, let's see. Our jam teachers today, who we got? Okay, 
Lily Mata. Oh, you're Beth. Beth. Hi, Beth. So Beth is going to have preschool as a line right here. If you are in preschool, follow Miss Beth in the pink shirt. I'm messing it up. That's okay. Jam Junior Kids, you're going to go with Teacher Lily and Teacher Beth right here. So all of our Jam Junior Kids. So kindergarten, first grade. Right here. Right here. I love it. Y'all are moving. That's great. Okay, our Jam Senior Kids. That's going to be second and third grade. You're going to go with Miss Cindy and Mr. Walt right over here on the wall. All right, our Jam Varsity kids, fourth and fifth grade. You're going to go with Miss Jocelyn right there on the wall. Okay, I'm seeing the movement. I love it. I love it. We even got kids running. Okay, so you guys get to have a back-to-school bash party today. So you get pizza, and you get cupcakes, and you get the word, because Pastor Katie is going to be in there with you. Yay! So, you guys have fun. Make sure you listen to your teachers. Parents, you will pick all of your kids up over at Victory After Maine. Okay. Glory to God. Amen. I'll tell you what, we're a church that's making a difference. We're changing the world. You start with them while they're young, and then they get old. They're already running right. They're doing the right thing. Amen. Oh, I'll wait till we get done over here. Have you ever watched an old TV show or movie where people have reflection on their life? They see things years ago, then they fast forward to where they are. Well, my wife and I came out of years ago on a wagon train. <laughs> it seemed like it. But when we came here many years ago, we didn't have many people counting dogs, cats, and birds, and everything else around us. We do kids in the church now. The thing is, really took off. That's the love of Jesus. Amen. That's the love of Jesus. People get the hold of the Word of God. And seeing lives change. But let's give a hand again for all those leaders and children. Amen. Amen. How, how many lives have been changed by the word of God they've heard taught here? And you, you know what? This, this is the offering time. If you need an envelope, hold up your hands. But anyway, 
I'm just thinking that the greatest testimony I hear from this church all the time from new people when people go through membership classes is that the love of God they experienced at this church through the people. It's the love, the love, the love, the love. And just think about all these children coming here. A lot of them that come to Christian homes. And so some of them, this is the only love they ever see the whole week long is getting to come to church on Sunday. And so praise God for that. And life's changed. It's going to continue to happen. All right, I want you to look at your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2. Or make that chapter 3. Hebrews chapter... Okay, now if you got there, go on over to chapter 4. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. And, uh, you know, a lot of you sometimes wonder what kind of church we are. We're a word of faith church. Faith comes by hearing the word of God and faith pleases God. But anyway, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. And this verse here kind of, kind of gives a real simple reason why you come to the same church and some people get it and their faith begins to produce and get results and some people they hear the word of God, but nothing ever happens because they don't hook up with the word. And so in verse 2 it says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them. What a statement in the Bible. Sometimes with the word preached, the people hearing it, they get no results. But here's the secret. It says, because it wasn't mixed with faith in them that heard it. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Every time the word of God's preached, faith comes into your heart. But you've got to mix faith with what you hear to get results in your life. And how many know we do a financial faith confession every offering? We speak words of faith. Matter of fact, tonight I'm going to be teaching a lesson called Faith Has a Voice. Faith Has a Voice. And you're going to look at a lot of scriptures telling you how important it is to use your mouth. And so the way you mix faith in the word you hear preached about, we're talking about tithes and offerings, about your finances now. This financial faith confession isn't just a chant that we do. Financial faith confession we do is mixing faith with the tithes that we pay to God. Mixing faith with the offerings we give for God's work. Jesus said that whoever speaks to the mountain to be removed and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he speaks will come to pass, you'll have whatsoever he saith. And so that's why we mix faith in what we believe. Mix faith in what we hear. And so the financial faith confession should become so real to you that no matter what you face in life, financial crisis in life, wherever you go, immediately you ought to start coming out of your mouth what the Word of God says. And what's happening? The Word will profit you. The Bible says profit. And so profit's not a dirty word because God says it. And so God wants you to profit in life in every area of life. But the thing is, you've got to mix faith if you're giving. Mix faith when you make out a check to Jesus at his church. Mix faith with everything you hear. Amen? Amen. I want a prophet. How about you? Well, let's stand up. We'll make our financial faith confession. And when you say these things, they should become so real to you. They're alive with the Word of God. They're not quoting direct scriptures, but they're alive with the scriptures. And so when things come up in life, immediately 
parts of that financial faith confession, the word of God ought to immediately come out of your mouth. Amen. Every time you pass a gas station, still going, oh, say, my God supplies all of my needs. Oh, he's got more than enough. Amen. Let's say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, meet all my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give ministry in the kingdom of God, promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. To bring your offerings up, if you want to come up and worship with us, please feel free. Wandering into the Wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. I tried with all my might, but I just can't win this fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. Just when I
You might have people in your family that are struggling, right? You might have people at work that you have been praying for that God, we want them to be free. So as we're singing this, hell lost another one. I want you to put their names to that. I want you to prophesy that that's happening. They are free. Okay, here we go.
that you have always been faithful every step of the way, every day of our lives. You've been right there with us, Lord. We thank you that you've never left us. You've never forsaken us, Jesus. You've always been there. And Lord, we want to praise you today. We want to glorify you. We want to worship you, Jesus. You are so good. Your mercy endures forever and ever. And we ask that you have your way today. Speak to us, Lord. You know what each person here is facing. You know what each person here is dealing with. And we thank you, Jesus, that no matter what the situation is, there's only one answer, and the answer is Jesus. And so we can lift our hands today just like a student a student would in the classroom if they knew the answer. We know the answer. And so we raise our hands today and say, Jesus is the answer to every single situation that we face. We love you, and we ask that you would speak to us today in a great big way, Lord. We don't want to leave the same way that we came in. We want to change. We want to be better. We want to be more and more like you. And so we tell you, Jesus, to have your way in our lives today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can we give him a shout of praise today? Amen. The Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. Amen. Well, you can make your way to your seats this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We have already had church so far today. Amen. What an awesome day it's been. What a great weekend it's been. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into the Word of God together today. And I know you may not believe it, but we are on part 12 of our Sunday morning series. Does anybody know what we've been talking about up in here for 12 weeks? Grown-ups, yes, 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 grown-ups. We've been talking about grown-ups, and the whole point of this is we're discussing growing up spiritually, because uh, just like you have to grow up in the natural world, uh, you've got to grow up spiritually speaking. Who knows that? That it's just, you know, at some point in time, you've got to get to a higher level, and you should want to grow up spiritually speaking. You should want to know more of God's word. You should want to be stronger in your faith. Who wants to have stronger faith in here? Amen. Yeah. Amen. We should all, this should all be, this should be a desire for every single one of us where we want to grow. We don't want to stay exactly how we are and we want to please the father in heaven. It's awesome. So if you need an outline uh, for the message, go ahead and raise your hand and they'll get you one. If you didn't get one, on the way in. Amen. And uh, as you were coming in this morning, uh, you probably got um, a little handout along with this. It's a prayer that my mom wrote for the kids at school. Pardon me while I don't let this fan blow my notes around all day. Amen. And so if you uh, if you came in the door, they, they my mom wrote a prayer for the kids for school this year. And if you didn't get one of those, make sure you get one after the service. All right. And so the topic today is this. What we're talking about, and I mean, we could have covered this in week one. This is a huge part of everything that we have been getting to for 12 weeks. Grown Ups Part 12. They are not easily offended. Yeah, who's excited? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. 
Amen. You sound excited. All right. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about this um, because honest to goodness, I'm not making it up. And, and I have preached on this before, but one of the absolute most tall tale, epic number one signs of immaturity in a Christian is they get easily offended. And everyone in this world, we know this, everyone in the world has the opportunity to get offended every day. I mean, do people do offensive things to you on a daily basis? Do you interact with other people on a daily basis? I'm telling you, man, uh, listen, I've got the chance to be offended by the time I walk out the front door of my house. Somebody already didn't replace the toilet paper or they put it back there the wrong way. Who knows what I'm talking about? It doesn't go backwards. Everybody knows this, but people in my house don't know it. Or maybe they, they, they use all the milk except they leave like one final little drop and then they put it back in the fridge. Does anybody have people in their house that does that? And you're like, thanks. I was thinking about having a cornflake later tonight. That's really sweet of you. And what am I going to do with that? And so listen, every day, you know, you're not unique. You're not the only one that people are rude and offensive to. But as a Christian, I have to choose to not be offended and not hold on to the offense because the devil's going to beat my brains out with it. And you're like, well, what are you talking about? Well, a great Christian uh, author and, and, and preacher, John Bevere. I don't know if you've heard of John Bevere. This man is incredible. But he wrote this book back in the 90s called The Bait of Satan, the bait of Satan. And I recommend the book. uh, If we don't have it back there, get it on Amazon. You need it. It's going to change your life, but we do have it back there. All right. Uh, It's in the bookstore, but the bait of Satan. And so John Bevere wrote this book and the premise is this, is that uh, the devil, he wants to trap you in life. Have you ever felt like the enemy has had you trapped in a cage? And, and this is his goal. He wants to trap you, but he needs some bait to get you into the trap. Uh, because if, if the devil just held open the, the door to the cage and said, hey, this is the cage I want to trap you in. Could you just please hop on into the inside of it? Well, everybody would say no. And so he's got to place some bait in there to get you in the trap. And so he told this story, and I've looked it up, uh, but, but this story of there's some remote tribes in, in Africa and even in, and I believe in Ecuador where one of the delicacies on their menu is monkey brain. And you're like, well, that sounds gross. Well, th- they think it's delicious. And turns out it's very harmful to your health, but that's a side note. And so, but, 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 you know, it's very hard to catch a monkey. They're, they're very fast and they can climb and all this stuff. And so they've got to set a trap. And so they will put a cage out there and the cage bars are going vertical like this and they'll place a banana right in the middle of the cage and so the little monkey comes up and sees a banana he sticks his hand into the cage this way turns his hand and picks up the banana well, at this point, the locals come out and start beating the monkey over the head. And, 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 and here's the thing. The monkey could easily escape this, but he won't let go of the banana. And so he's pulling it this way. The bars are this way and it won't come out. If he would twist it or if he would just drop it, drop the whole thing altogether, he could run away. But he won't let go of the banana. 
And so John Bevere kind of equated our offenses to this banana. You're holding on to something and you may think, well, yeah, but I rightfully deserve this. I, they really did wrong me. I rightfully deserve to be holding on to this thing. Well, maybe you do. It doesn't matter either way because the enemy is beating you over the head with no mercy. And so if we could just learn some way to drop the banana, to just let it go, let it go. Somebody say, let it go, let it go. If we could drop it and let it go, we could escape to freedom. And that's what we're talking about today is learning how to not be easily offended and how to let things go. You know, in Matthew 24, Jesus said that one of the signs of the end times, he said, many people will be offended. And I thought, man, out of all the signs of the end times that I know of, offense is not one that we would think that would be on the top of the list, right? But Jesus said it. And if you look at the world today, who in here knows that there are some very easily offended people in our society? You don't ever know what to say to anybody. You're like, you, you have no idea what could just trigger somebody and set them off. It's like walking through a minefield trying to not offend anybody. It's crazy. But Jesus said that in this day, many will be offended. And then he said they will betray one another. And these are the words of Jesus. And he nailed it on the head. And that's what's happening today. And so if that's what's going on with the world, who knows that you are in this world, but you are not of this world. You're not supposed to be like all of them. You understand that, right? You know, you can't talk to God and say, and God say, Hey, why'd you fight with this person? Well, everybody else does it. Well, guess what, brother? You ain't everybody else. You're a child of God. Amen. And if you want to be a mature Christian, you are held to a higher standard than everybody else. I hold the teenagers in my house to a higher standard than the six-year-old. Well, that's not fair. Sure, it's fair. They know more. They've learned more. They've been in life longer. And as a Christian, you're growing up. You're a big boy. You're a big girl now. And so there may be some things that back in the day when you first came to the Lord, when you first started reading the word, when you first started giving your life to God, there may be some things you could kind of get by with a little bit. But you're growing up now and you will be held accountable to a higher standard. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That means you're growing. But I challenge you out of this whole 12 part thing we've been looking at, step up to the plate, accept the challenge and grow. If the Lord's correcting you today, if maybe some of this hits a little close to home, thank God. That means you're growing. You're going somewhere. Amen. And I have just decided in my life, I do not want to stay in the same place. I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want to stop growing right now in life. I want to keep growing and growing and growing for the Lord. Who's with me today? You want to get somewhere with Jesus. You don't want to stay where you're at. And so we're going to look here today at three things that happen when you are easily offended. Three things that happen when you're easily offended. Who's excited? Amen. Who's offended that I asked if you were excited about learning? Okay, I've got a couple. Amen. Hey, hey, you know what? And that, it's always that way. So, all right, here we go. Three things. Number one, when you're easily offended, you are, number one, unstable. You 
are an unstable person and an unstable Christian. We're going to look at Psalm 119, verse 165, and I thought that I'd kick it old school today. We're going to do a lot of King James. Who's, who's ready for some King James? Art thou ready? Huh? Okay, the south end's ready. What about the north? Huh? Now these guys, I don't know. There's more people over here, but they aren't as lively as this. Amen? What's going on? Who's excited today? Middle section. All right. All right. We're going to dig into the good old King James for a little bit. It's going to be awesome. Psalm 119 and verse 165, it says this, Great peace. Who loves great peace? I love it. Great peace have they which love thy law. That's the word of God. And nothing shall offend them. Nothing shall offend them. And so, man, it tells us right here, if you love the word of God, who loves the word of God, you don't just like it. You absolutely love it. You love the word of God. If you love his law, if you love his word, hey, you get great peace. Everybody wants that. And it says right here that nothing shall offend them. Well, a lot of translations phrase it this way. Nothing shall make them stumble. And so when we are uh, loving the word of God, when we're being doers of the word, hey, you're going to have great peace, but also nothing shall offend you. It's not going to cause you to stumble. And that is really, really good news because I don't like stumbling. I don't like being offended. It's miserable to be offended. Amen. You're, you can't sleep. You're thinking of all these crazy things all the time. And I've seen so many Christians that have a lot of potential, but because they wear their feelings on their sleeve, they're unstable and inconsistent. And even though they maybe have a gift from God, God can't use them because they're too fragile. If you break down and melt down and crack every time things don't go your way or someone doesn't do what you want them to do or, or somebody doesn't say what you wanted them to say, listen, hey, that's a miserable way to live your life, no doubt about it, but the Lord can't use you the way that he wants to use you. you if people got to handle you with kid gloves. Anybody in here ever been to an antique shop? That's fun. You know what's not fun? Taking your children into an antique shop. Anyone been dumb enough to do that? Yeah. Hey, I don't know. We were rookie parents. We didn't know. And so, so we, we, we've actually been dumb enough to take our children into antique shops. I don't do that anymore because the anxiety and the stress of getting them through there without everything's fragile. Everything is worth a lot. It's valuable and they want to touch everything. And and you've got people watching you and it's crazy. The anxiety isn't worth even going through that experience. Now, the sad thing is, is that there are some Christians that are so fragile. You just got to, you got to touch them just the right way and not look at them the wrong way. You know, just say it just the right way or, or, or they can't handle it. They break down and they crack. Do you think that that is very conducive to being used by God? Because I found out that sometimes, even when you're doing things God's way, even when you're preaching, even when you're ministering, even when you're laying your life down for people, sometimes they're just flat out mean and they don't even care. What do you do? Do you melt down? Do you quit? Do you say, well, that's not, that ain't fair. You're mean. No, you're a big girl now. You're a big boy now. What do you do? You, you, you build a bridge and you get over it, huh? 
There's water under the bridge. You build a bridge and you get over it. And, and you're like, well, you don't know what I've been through. Well, I don't know your story, but I know the story of Jesus. And it tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 23 that he was insulted. He was beaten to a pulp, yet he didn't even defend himself. He didn't say a word. It says, like a sheep that is being led to the slaughter, Jesus didn't say anything at all. It says in verse 23 of 1 Peter 2 that he left his case in the hands of God. If you want to be mean to me and offend me, I'm not going to seek revenge on you. I can get over it. Uh, but I will leave my case in the hands of God who judges all things fairly. Amen. And so it is not worth it. And when we refuse to let go of things, when we are easily offended, we are very unstable. I was thinking of a very long time ago, and this may sound mean, but there was a, a couple that came to church here over 10 years ago, right? And they got offended about everything. It was crazy. It, it was, it was painful. And, and no matter what, they were always upset at somebody, always mad at somebody, always fighting with somebody else. And, and it was quite miserable to be around. And, 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 and so if you think, man, I, I feel like the worst church member, you're playing for second place because they already won first place. Amen. I shouldn't have said that. Okay. So. <laughs> Amen. I'm growing up. I'm growing in the Lord and I'm going to get mature someday. Do you hear the thunder rolling? Amen. The thunder roll. All right. So, uh, but, but I remember this one day, finally, the, these people had, you know, gone, gone their, gone their way. And she called one day and she's like, you know what? We've been doing some thinking and I, can we, can we come in and talk to you? We want to, we want to, and I'm like, you know what? Praise God. Maybe they finally want to apologize to some people and make things right. And of course, Hey, we believe in a million billion chances. You always get another chance, but, but, uh, she calls and she comes in. She didn't come in to apologize. She thought of more things she was angry about. And so she starts reading off a list of everybody's names. And one time she did this. And one time this guy did this. And another time. And one time their baby had the audacity to do this. And I'm like, it's a baby. Good Lord. What's your problem, man? And so it was just, it, it was insane. But I can tell you this. Somebody that lives like that. They are unstable and they, they can't do anything in life. And, and that's not making fun. That's a really, really sad thing to say right there. Don't be like that. You need stability in your life. Look at James 3.16. James 3.16, King James. James 3.16. James isn't the king I'm referring to, but James 3.16. <laughs> and we're going to look uh, at, yes, verse 16. So James 3.16, and I, I always share this every time I read this verse. I know this verse because when I was a child, my dad loved this verse so much that he printed it out on a big circular thing on, uh, on, on, a, on, on a cardboard cutout, and he hung it to the rear view mirror of our family van. And on one side it said James 3.16, and on the other side it said no strife with like the little X through it, like the no smoking sign. And we weren't allowed to fight in the van because, <laughs> oh, take it outside the van, it's on. Um, but, but, but there's a reason for it. And this verse says, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Who loves confusion? Hmm? No. Who loves every evil work? 
No, you don't like that. Well, if you do like those things, I can tell you the surefire way to get them in your life. If you want confusion, if you want every evil work, how about you got to have some envy and strife going on in your life. Somebody write that down. Amen. You got to have some envy and strife going on in your life and it, it will bring confusion in every evil work. Have you ever been in an environment where there's just offense and fighting and eh, nobody can get along? Everybody offended. Have you ever experienced that there's just this this fog, this cloud of of confusion and and, and turmoil? You can't even think clearly. Why is that? Well, the Bible told you right here why that is. It's no secret. Where there's envy and strife, there's confusion and every evil work. And as we are growing in the Lord, we learn how to let go of offense in the name of Jesus and not be easily offended. We are the answer to these situations. We're not the cause or one of the participants in these situations. Who's interested in growing in the Lord today? Amen. This is one of the biggest things that you can get a hold of because offense will take you where you don't want to go. It'll keep you longer than you wanted to stay and it will cost you more than you wanted to pay. It'll, it'll do horrific things to your life. And I always say it this way, that there's, there's only two types of offenses anyway. There's those that are justified and those that are unjustified. Maybe you're offended and no doubt about it, someone did you wrong. No doubt. It's the truth. Maybe you're offended and you're just kind of being a little sissy and you're being sensitive and you don't even need to be offended. Either way, here's the thing. Either way, the consequences and the results are the exact same thing. The devil beats your brains out and screws your life up. And so I can choose to say, you know what? I deserve to hold on to this. They did do me wrong. Maybe they did. But as a Christian... I am choosing through the power of Jesus to let some things go because it's not worth letting the devil get a hold of my family. My family's off limit. I'm not going to let the devil come in and wreck my home just because I want to choose to hold on to my right to be offended. Or maybe I'm, again, just being a little sissy and I'm offended about something that doesn't even matter anyway. Well, especially then, the devil can come in and pummel me and I refuse to let this happen. I'm asking you again for the third time today, do you want to grow in the Lord? Or do you want to stay where you're at? You don't want to stay there. You want to grow... We have to learn to be able to drop the banana and let things go. Number two, when you're easily offended, number two, you are a bad witness. You're a bad witness for Jesus. Well, that doesn't sound too nice. No, it's the truth. When you're offended all the time, you become a bad witness for Jesus. John 13, 35, I'm going to quote it, King James John 13, 35, we quote this every service anyway. John 13, 35, Jesus said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If you have love for one another. This is how people know you're a disciple of Jesus. Do people know you're a disciple of Jesus just because you wear a Christian t-shirt? No. Do they know you're a disciple of Jesus because you listen to Christian radio stations at work? That'll show them. Do they know that you're a disciple of Jesus because you go to High Desert Word Center? No. 
Do they know you're to, oh, I think I made my point. So listen, <laughs> listen, the way that people know you're a disciple of Jesus is if you love one another. Now, listen, do you think if, if people are around you all the time and you constantly are having drama with other people? Constantly, your life is nonstop drama with other people. Do you think that that attracts people to Jesus? Well, you, you, no, you've done said you're a Christian. Hey, I'm a Christian. You ought to come to my church. Like, you know, which way is your church? I'm going that way then. Why? Because, hey, if everywhere you go, there is offense and strife and drama and fighting and arguing and blah, blah, blah. Listen, nobody in the world wants to be around that. Especially when you act like that everywhere and then tell people you're a Christian. That reflects on the father. The way that the children behave reflects on the parents. Everybody knows this. Everyone knows that. And so if we as God's children go around fighting and arguing, we're offended all the time. Well, they offended me. I don't want, I'm not going to hang. Listen, that reflects on the father. That makes him look bad. Do you think that people want to hear you share the gospel when you're just mean and, and, and offended and fighting and drama all the time? They don't. This ruins your witness for Jesus. People would look at that and say, you know what? I, I've got problems, but I'm not as bad off as you. I, I don't want to be around that. This is going to sound so mean. And, and I don't mean it mean. Hear my heart. I don't mean this mean at all. I'm trying to make a point. I'm not making fun. I'm not being mean. But I had a, a friend that was trying to sell us these weight loss products all the time. And I'm not being mean. She was severely overweight herself. And, and, and she's trying to sell us these things all the time. And, and honestly, in my heart, I didn't mean a judgmental me, but I'm like, it's kind of hard to want to buy those when they're not working for you. Like, uh, you know, uh, it's not working for you. Why would I want to do what you're doing if it's not working? And here's the deal. If as a Christian, you're going to go out and say, hey, you ought to come to my church. Hey, you ought to believe in my Jesus. And they look at you and you're just offended and, and drama all the time. They're going to say, well, it's not working very well for you. I'll just keep my own issues. I'll do what I'm doing right now. I mean, it's not perfect, but I'm getting by. And so when we are easily offended, when we are fragile, when we wear our feelings on our sleeve, it really, really hurts our ability to be a witness for Jesus. Look at this, 2 Corinthians 5.20. 2 Corinthians 5.20. Are we learning anything today? 2 Corinthians 5.20. Amen. We're growing in the Lord. We're growing up. We're going to have some big boys and girls on our hands here. That's exciting, huh? No? Yeah? Yeah? Woo! Yeah! Amen. 2 Corinthians 5. And verse 20. And it tells us this, King James. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead be reconciled to God. Now I'm looking at this first part here. It says, we are ambassadors for Christ. Who knows what an ambassador is? They're a representative of another kingdom or another nation or another group of people. And so let's say you're the ambassador to, you know, Germany or something like that. The United States. Well, we sent you over there to represent all the rest of us. And so those people would judge 
American citizens based off of how the ambassador behaves and talks and treats people. Well, the Bible says that Christians are ambassadors for Christ, meaning you were sent here to represent the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven to the rest of the world, meaning that all these people judge the rest of the kingdom of God. They judge the place that we were sent from based off of the way that you act, talk, and behave. And so I present for your consideration that if we are nonstop offended and full of drama, again, we represent not ourselves, we represent the kingdom of God, and they're going to say, man, that place must be messed up, dude. Oh, wow, those people are crazy. They've always got something going on. That's not the way that it was meant to be. You know, one of my Bible college professors, he's incredible, but he told this story one day. He said his son was in high school. His son was walking out the door wearing a Christian t-shirt one day, you know, with the Bible verses and stuff on it. And my professor, he goes, hey, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to school. Goes, well, what are you wearing? He's like, I'm, I'm wearing a Christian t-shirt, dad. Aren't you proud? He's like, take it off. And, and uh, the kid's like, take it off. What are you talking about? He's like, you are not leaving this house wearing a Christian t-shirt. Take it off and put something else on. And the kid's like, uh, why? I thought you, he's like, I know the way that you behave at school. Okay. <laughs> I get the notices and the referrals and I get all that information. I do not want you going out there and representing the kingdom of God in a bad way. Take it off and go put a Metallica. No, he didn't say that, but <laughs> go put another t-shirt on. Okay. And, and the kid was like, okay. And you know, that sounds harsh, but it's kind of true. If you're going to live crazy, and wild and all this stuff. Don't go out there as a walking billboard saying, hey, this is what Christianity is all about. We'd rather you not. You know, I've been praying for five years about getting bumper stickers with the church logo. Then I saw the way some of you people drive. <laughs> all right. Hey, maybe sometimes I'm not the best driver either. I'm in a hurry. Amen. But praise God. So, but listen, if we're going to represent... The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Hey, we got to live like it says and grow up. Who thinks that this is the gospel truth today? Amen. All right. Number three is this. Number three, when we're easily offended, number one, you're unstable. Number two, you're a bad witness. Number three, you're never going to reach the promised land. You're never going to reach the promised land if you just get offended all the time. Because I'll tell you this, getting to the promised land is not for the faint of heart. Getting to the promised land is not for the faint of heart. And so we're going to flip over to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers 13. In order to conquer the promised land, you have to face giants and you have to beat them. And so the people... The children of Israel, they made it out of Egypt. And, uh, and so they get over to the promised land. They get over to Canaan land. Woohoo. They get there. And, and we think that it just right away took 40 years. Actually, it didn't take 40 years right off the bat. They, they make it there and Moses sends in 12 spies. 
And it was really, a, if you look at the map, I think it was a couple, 10-day or 14-day walk or something. Factor in that they had a few million people. Hey, let's say it, it took them a month or two. Anyway, they get there, and Moses sends in 12 spies. And it's one from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. He says, hey, scout out the land and see what we've got going on over there. See what it's going to take. And don't you know, who in here knows that God does have a promised land for your life? You know that, right? That that you have a promised land flowing with milk and honey. God has a wonderful place in life prepared for you. Yeah, when we get to heaven. No, he wants to bless you here on earth right now. Amen. We know that heaven will be the ultimate, no doubt about it. But you don't have to live in misery down here. You don't have to hate your job. You don't have to hate your life. You don't even have to be broke, sick, poor, busted, disgusted, can't be trusted. Listen to me today. God wants you to enjoy your life here on earth before you ever even get to heaven. It's the truth. There is a promised land for you. Know this. He'll lead you there. Sometimes though, there's some giants that you have got to kick out of the place so you can go in there and have dominion and be where you're supposed to be. And so the children of Israel, they get out of Egypt. They make it to Canaan land. They send in 12 spies. Well, we know this, that two of the spies, they go in and they say, hey, it's beautiful. It's great. We're going to conquer it. Ten of the spies say, it's beautiful, it's great, but we'll never get in because there's giants. And so look at this. Uh, Numbers 13, starting at verse 30, what we see here is the millions of Israelites listened to the ten negative people. They listened to the doubters, and they all got in an uproar. Verse 30, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Hey, let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who explored the land with him disagreed. We cannot go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. And then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. What a sad story. God says, you can have this. Two people go in there and say, we can have this. Ten people say, we can't have this. And everybody listens to the negative. Have you ever seen that happen in our world and in your life? God says, I will supply all your needs. God says, you are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And a couple of clowns come up and say, no, you can't. And so many people listen to the clowns. And they're like, you know what? We won't ever do it. We can't ever have nothing. We was born on this side of Barstow. We grew up over here, man. We can't do nothing. Listen, that's a bunch of nonsense. That's baloney. Don't, don't, don't buy into that. Because it'll cost you. And what we have here, the whole community began weeping and crying all night 
long. Grown men, soldiers crying all night long because a bunch of people, 10 people said, you can't ever have it. And so look what they do next. Chapter 14, it says, their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Uh Uh-oh. What'd they do? They just crossed the line with God. I'm going to show you. They just crossed the line with God. Then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. These guys got so screwed up that they turned on the very men that got them out of Egypt. What happened? I've seen this a million times in the Christian world where offense will cloud your mind and harden your heart so much you turn on the very people, the very leaders that got down in the ditch, that went into Egypt and put their lives on the line to pull you out. But because they didn't do it your way or didn't do exactly what you, whatever the case is, offense comes in, the devil screws up your thinking, starts beating your brains out, and you turn on the very people that helped rescue you. And so what did they say right there? They said, hey, we'd be better off if we went back to Egypt. That is an insult in the face of God. When somebody that he rescued, that's like you saying, you know what? I'd be better off to go back to drinking and, 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 and fighting and smoke. I'd be better off to just quit church. I'd be better off to leave this whole faith thing all together. I'd be better off back in Egypt. Oh my gosh. What did you, you just smacked God across the face and said, you're not good enough. Here's how you should do your job. I've got a better idea. You ought to do it this way. That's an insult in the face of God. And what happened in this case? I'll be honest. It ticked God off. <laughs> Look down a few verses to verse 21. Verse 21. And so God, and, and it started with fear and the fear led to offense and they got offended and they turned on Moses and Aaron and, and then they said, we'd be better off without God. We'd be better off just going back to Egypt in slavery. And look at this, verse 21 This is what the Lord said to these people. But as surely as I live and as surely as the earth is filled with the Lord's glory, not one of these people will ever enter that land. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs I performed both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. They will never even see the land I swore to give to their ancestors. None of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. But here's the exception. My servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of the land. And so the people of Israel, they left Egypt. They make it to the promised land, we'll say within a month or two. They made it to the gate, and God said, you know what? You crossed the line. And so they had to go back out to the wilderness. And here's where they wander for 40 years. Every last one of these complainers and doubters and haters had to die off before they were allowed. A whole generation, 40 years, had to die off before they were allowed to enter into the promised land. But that leaves 
really two people. It leads Joshua, because he was one. And Joshua, if you go to the book of Joshua, uh, he leads them across the Jordan River, and they conquer Jericho and, and the Canaan land. And so they start conquering all these towns. And that leaves us with one man, and his name is Caleb. But here's the issue. At this point in time, Caleb's 85 years old. Like, well, thanks God for letting me have my piece of the land, but I'm a little elderly now. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm AARP member, uh, you know, collecting Medicare. Uh, uh, and so that leaves Caleb, but the same Caleb when he was 45 and had the fight in him of a, you know, of a, of a bulldog or what? I don't know much about dog, but he had the fight in him, amen, of a warrior. That same Caleb at 85 was like, no. Nah. So what happens if you study Joshua is they start handing out different pieces of land to the different tribes and the different people that were promised a peace. Well, it seems like they forgot about Caleb. They're giving it to all these tribes and all these young guys. And Caleb's over here. I'm going to read this story, but Caleb's like, hey, I may be old. I may be 85 but I was promised some land. I was promised the mountain region and I want my land. And so check it out how faithful God is. When we grow in the Lord, when we obey his word, when we stay away from offense, when we drop the banana, when we choose to forgive, watch what God can do because he always keeps his promise. Joshua chapter 14, Joshua chapter 14, verses 10 through 14. So what we have here is Caleb at 85 years old. Joshua chapter 14, verses 10 through 14. I'm going to show you what it looks like when we do things God's way. When we choose to not just be like everybody else. Joshua chapter 14. This is such a beautiful story out of scripture. And so Caleb speaks up and he's like, hey, don't forget about the old guy here. Joshua 14, verse 10, New King James. He says, And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, here I am this day, 85 years old, as yet... I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. And so he's like, I'm just as strong. I'm just as ready to fight. Verse 12, now therefore give me this mountain. Yeah. Amen. If God promised me a mountain, give me my mountain. Amen. Don't hold it back. Don't say I'm too old. Don't say I'm too stupid. If God promised me something, I want it. Even if I'm 85 years old. And so Caleb says, give me my mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there. That's the descendants of Anak. That's the giants. And that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and he gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Here it is. 
Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. So what happened right there between those verses? Joshua says, all right, go get it. At 85 years old, Caleb and his family scale a mountain full of giants that they were all afraid of 40 years ago. 85, they scale this mountain and they start wiping out the giants. They fight every single one of them and conquer the mountain. And it became their family's inheritance from then on. Isn't that powerful? Amen. Let's hear it for Caleb, dude. Yeah. So I'm telling you today, what does this mean for us? Being offended, whether you deserve to be or don't want to be, it'll absolutely annihilate you spiritually. It'll crush you. It'll make an absolute mess of your life. It'll wreck your home. I've seen it so many times. And so as we begin to grow in the Lord, we get to this place where we say, Lord, I forgive them just like Jesus did when he was on the cross. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Just like Stephen in Acts chapter 7, when they were throwing rocks at him and killing him. And, and, and he says, Lord, don't hold this against them. Forgive them. They killed the man, but he said, forgive them. Nobody's ever done that to us. We can forgive through the power of Jesus. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That doesn't just mean I can climb a mountain. It means that he can give me the strength to forgive people. And what will it do? It'll begin to take me to the next level. I free, I can do what the Lord has called for me to do. And he can bless me with the promised land that he has for me. Can we get an amen today? Amen. All right, let's stand up together. Hallelujah. We're going to start winding things down here. We have packed a lot of action into one service today, my friends. It has been a full, full day, but a beautiful day. Amen. I'm going to have our prayer team come up. Amen. Has anybody received from the Lord today? Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. He's faithful. He's faithful. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to give us the op- Oh, hey, thank you, Mike. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. It's such a full day. We have communion today. Amen. And so we're going to take communion together. My apologies. Um, but what a perfect time to take communion. Uh, as we've just heard the word of the Lord, maybe God's working on your heart this morning uh, for some of the things that we just discussed. Can we go ahead and we'll line up and we're going to come and receive the communion elements? Now, you don't have to be a member of our church to receive communion here. You just need to be a member of the body of Christ. And so I want to give you a chance to do that even as we're coming forward. Can you uh, repeat this prayer with me today to receive Jesus? Amen. Say this with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died and that he rose again. Jesus. Forgive me for anything wrong I've done. Give me the strength to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Listen, if you've prayed and you meant that, you said those words today, according to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, you are born again. And so that's so important for us. But as we're receiving the elements, come up and get those. You can make your way uh, to your seats. You can stay at the altar, whatever you want. Pastor Josh is going to lead us in a song for a minute here today. Amen. songs of praise to shake prison walls I will speak to my fear I will preach to my doubt that you were faithful then that you'll be faithful now cause you make mountains move you make giants songs of praise to shake prison walls I will speak to my fear I will preach to my doubt that you were faithful then you'll be faithful now Amen I pray the Lord's been speaking to you today. And here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it tells us to examine our own lives every single time we take communion. Verse 27 says, So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy way is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself or judge yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. got the communion elements today, but what we need to do is take a minute to examine our own life, judge our own life, and if God's dealing with you, maybe it's about the area of offense, maybe it's about something else, whatever God's speaking to you about, now is the perfect time to discuss that with Him, to repent, uh, to ask for forgiveness, to, uh, to make some changes, but communion is a holy, holy time holy time. We don't ever want to do this wrong. So take a minute here and examine your life. And if you need to repent, if you need to apologize, if you need to go make something right with somebody else, Jesus said, if you're going to come and make a sacrifice at the altar, if you're going to come worship at the altar, but you've got something against a brother or sister, drop the stuff at the altar and go make things right. So if that's you today, amen, do what you got to do, but let's take a minute.
Corinthians 11, verse 23. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this to remember me. So Jesus, we take this bread today and we understand and we recognize that this represents your body, which is broken, Lord, and beaten on that cross for us. We do this to remember you. Thank you, Jesus. And in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. And so, Jesus, we take this today and we understand that this represents your blood, which paid the price for our sins, Lord. It gave us a new start. It gave us a fresh slate, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for your We do this to remember you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to have the prayer team come up quickly. We're going to start winding the service down. If you're here and you need prayer, I want, uh, want you to come up for prayer. If you don't need prayer, I ask you to give us five more minutes. Be reverent. Be respectful. Uh, just pray for those that do need prayer. But I always want to give this opportunity. And I encourage you, um, just come up to whoever's available. Now, if you're a, a, like a, a female and you need to specifically talk to a, a lady, that's fine. Or a male that specifically needs to talk to a male. But just come up to whoever's available. We're kind of trying to start working on, everybody always wants Pastor Katie only. <laughs> and it, it, start, it starts a little bit of a clog. It, it backs the service up. And we all love her. And she's my wife. And I love her so much too. But, uh, you know, everyone else is, we believe in them just as much. They're just as anointed to pray. So come up to any. Anybody that's available, amen. Let's take just a few more minutes here. I am standing on your word, a calling heaven down to earth, and you will fight my enemies, and this will end in victory. And I will believe it, I will believe it, you make mountains move, you make giants fall, you use songs of praise to shake prison walls, I will speak to my fear. Will preach to my doubt that you were faithful then, that you'll be faithful now. I am standing on your word I'm calling heaven down to earth 
You will fight my enemies And this will end in victory And I will believe it Yes, I will believe it Cause you make mountains move You make giants fall You use songs of praise To shake prison walls I will speak to my fear I will preach to my doubt That you were faithful then You'll be faithful now You were faithful then You'll be faithful now And I know that I know You never fail Oh yes I know that I know You never will And I know that I know You never fail Oh yes I know that I know You never will You make mountains move You make giants fall You use songs of praise To shake prison walls I will speak to my fear I will preach to my doubt You were faithful then You'll be faithful now Hallelujah. Well, we're going to go ahead and wind things down today. Praise God. We trust that everybody's received from the Lord today. Amen. We've just, that was a full service right there. But we just... Maybe the most we've crammed into one service in a long time, but it's been absolutely awesome. Want to remind you that they're doing those root beer floats out there uh, on your way out the door. And all of that is going to go to, to Harvest Fest and help us to have the biggest and best Harvest Fest that we've ever had yet. I'm pretty sure they can even do cards on the Square app or something. If, uh, so, you know, uh, they'll hook you up, but it's going to be awesome. So grab one of those cool down on your way out service at six o'clock tonight so we'll be back here for even more fun and we're praying for all the kids and teachers this week as they're starting school amen let's go ahead and close in prayer we'll do the barstow faith confession and then you're dismissed Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for what we've seen in the word of God today. And Lord, we know it's the truth. We want to grow. We want to get stronger and stronger and better and better for you. And so, Lord, I pray today was an encouragement. And I also pray that it was a correction, Lord, and, and a growing experience for us. So help us to not just hear the word, but to do the word. And Lord, that's what we are committing to you today, that we're going to do what we were taught today, and it's going to change our lives. We're growing, we're getting stronger, we're getting better. Use us this week, Lord, to show your love and your light everywhere we go. In Jesus' name, can everybody say amen? All right, let's speak some faith over Barstow. Let's go. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. 
Barstow was full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow was full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' 